Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you? Terrific. How are you? I'm better now that I just saw you have a mean Gene Okerlund shirt on. My boy. Good old mean Eugene. Mean Eugene. Adam, uh, you know, the NBA finals are going on, bud. This is going to be a a fun little podcast to go go over the NBA finals. What's going on? It is currently 3-2 in favor of the Golden State Warriors. It is, indeed. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. It's also uh, game six is tomorrow night uh so when everybody's listening to this game six may already be over may not but we're going to talk about what's happened up to this point uh here a little bit long a little bit later but uh first off let's get started with how we how we've been getting started here lately what is the you've brought the reese's this week what is the reese's of the day this is, came from kroger's too it did not i oh, uh, used the kroger bag. I bought this yeah uh, from another store and use the Kroger bag. I'm excited to see what comes out of this. We've tasted the Reese's with potato chips. Is that correct? We have. We've had the Reese's with potato chips. We're now going to do the Reese's big cup with pretzels. I'm so happy you got the big cup with pretzels. This is what I would have gotten next. All right. So Good. I'm going to start off by saying you already know how I feel about the crunchiness inside of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Something's a little weird about it. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. It's okay. I'm not sure what I ranked the um, the potato chips, but I think this will be good. I'll tell you what, while we do this, I got to say, uh, we didn't do a podcast last week. And the reason for that is because we went to go watch Chris Rock live at the Taft Theater. Can I just tell you the first thing I'd like to say about, about that? Tell me what you thought about that night. What was the first thing that you... The remember? first thing I remember about that night is that my knees, I needed to stretch my legs more than anything in the world. My knees were against the seat in front of me and I could not move. That's what I remember about it. There's a lot of crunch to that recently. As I'm, as I'm crunching the heck out of this thing into this microphone. I love it. Driving everybody crazy. I'm going to 100% agree with you. The last five minutes of the show I was when it kicked in for me. Yeah. Thank God it wasn't before that because I almost felt claustrophobic. Yeah, I started to feel that way. There was one point, I don't know if you noticed, but one point where I almost half stood up just to try to get a quick, try to get a quick stretch in because it was killing me, mm-hmm. killing me. When I get tickets to those shows, I try to get aisle seats. As much as I can. Yeah. We were two seats over from the aisle, right? Mm -hmm. But we didn't know the people on either side, so we couldn't really stretch our legs into other people's space. You could have probably stretched at least one leg or two legs, although we really couldn't even do that. You had nowhere to go. I had nowhere to go. Yeah. But, so yes, that was the worst part about it. Beautiful. The Taft Theater in Cincinnati is beautiful. It's a beautiful place. I love going to shows there. The the seats are too the leg room is too small. Yeah. You the first row, that first row right in front of us, we were in the second row. Was there was it was an opening. That right? would have been perfect. That would have been nice. I could have got a lot of stretch, but I've got to tell you, the that that is an awesome place mm-hmm. to watch a comedian because 
there's not a bad seat in the house there, man. Mm-hmm. And that show, what I loved it. I thought it was, I gave it a 4.6. They took my phone or else we'd let you guys hear a little bit of it. But mm-hmm. yeah. first time I, first time I've ever been involved with the phone being taken. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've done that a few times. Um, but I don't think ever here. I don't think ever in Cincinnati. So, um, but yes, very cool experience. Got to see Chris Rock, bucket list kind of thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool. And the guy that opened for him, Rick Ingram, was pretty funny too. I'm not always a big crowd work guy, but he mostly did crowd work and he was pretty funny. He unfortunately, his, uh, his set was cut short because uh, Bozo yelled out that he stinks or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I said you suck or something like that. And he didn't because that place was cracking up at him the whole time. Mm-hmm. He yeah. did a really good job. And it was some dirty stuff, buddy. I'm going to tell you what. He yeah. was making some people uncomfortable. Yep. Yep. Don't go. If you're a kid or you just don't have that kind of relationship with a parent, don't go to shows like that Mm-mm. with your parents because they're going, somebody's going to embarrass you. He picked out the youngest kid he could find and had a blast with it mm-hmm. and it was it was pretty funny mm-hmm. um so yes you gave it a 4.6 what did i give it we could have talked about this on the way I think home, you were like it? a 3.9 or something oh what's that yeah what are you thinking thinking differently now mm. it was a, it, i think it was at least a four at least maybe you said four two i was cracking up man i mm-hmm. thought it was hilarious yeah, it was good. It was a good show. Um, he he didn't he didn't address the Will Smith stuff much. He mentioned it kind of, but right at the beginning, just like we kind of talked about how yep. it would go, we we thought it would be right at the beginning. Quick, made a little joke. He was like, "I'm fine. I got no head trauma. I can hear everything fine, and all that stuff." And then it was over. Talked a lot about his daughters. Um, did a lot of funny stuff with with that with his family uh, <clears throat> dating at whatever he is almost 50 or something like that and uh talked a lot about a lot of different things i mean he covered a lot of different stuff um as did the guy that we're going to talk about later Giannis Papas. but yeah the chris rock show was very cool i loved it first uh comedy show we've been to together Mm -hmm. not the last one um so anyway i don't know is there anything else what else was there? Um, so the the show we got there, uh, what ten minutes before the thing started or something like that. Probably. Long line around the side of the building. Line moved pretty quick. Line moved pretty quick, and then we got in, and we're like, "Oh man, okay, the show's gonna start as we're getting to our seats or something like that." No, they wait for everybody to get in there. And they make they sure everybody up. they fill it up before the comedians start, which which is good for the comed- good for those guys, right? Like they want to put they. They want to play. In, they want to do their act in front of a full house, and I think there's a a certain percentage. I believe the lady said has to be in, has to have their ticket scanned before they'll start. So they probably get to that seventy five percent mark, and then if you're after that, you'll come in after that. Yep, yep. So it was fine. I mean, it started probably a half hour late or something like that. It was well, we were actually sitting there for quite mm-hmm. a while, but uh, it was worth the wait. It was worth the wait. It was uh, we hit up Skyline real quick before, and uh, yep. that, that always enhances any event you, you do, whether you go before or after. So great night! It was awesome, and I appreciate the tickets, man. It was a it was a good time, and we had an absolute blast. What did you think about the Reese's? 
with the pretzels, the big cup with the pretzel. You know what? Not I didn't enjoy it quite as much as the potato chip. I didn't like either of them. Yeah, this is uh, a. <clears throat> I I just felt I couldn't really taste pretzel. I just tasted crunch, crunch. Hard. It was crunch. just a crunch. It, yeah. You could have put Rice Krispies in it, and I would have maybe not Rice Krispies, but anything crunchy. Yeah, you know what? I didn't feel like the potato chips were as crunchy. There was like a you know I guess really I mean, potato chips are thinner anyway, but yeah. Um, I just didn't feel the crunch as much with the potato chips as I did with the pretzel. The, that that was a little bit, it was a little bit harder. I feel like a harder crunch. Not necessarily a bad thing, but not didn't didn't really do a whole lot for the taste. Right. It didn't kill it. It didn't enhance it. It was just an extra crunch. For that reason, I say. I mean. Give me the regular big cup over the big cup with pretzel. Sure. Obviously. What do we go to again? 10 on these? On these. Are, yeah, I think we go to 10. I'm going, um, I'm going to go 7.8. Oh. My wow. lowest score yet. I'm, I'm, I was going to go eight, but now I feel like I need to go lower. Hmm. I just don't like it. I'm just going to go with an eight. I mean, it's still a Reese's, so it's hey, still delicious. Say, when you say I don't like it. Yeah. I just wouldn't choose this over the other 37 different types of new Reese's that are out there. All right. All right. Have we done the Re- the Reese's Big Cup with the Reese's Pieces in it? Um, we did the Outrageous Bar. We did. I don't think we've done the Reese's Pieces in. We haven't the done big the Big Cup with the Reese's in it. We haven't done the uh, Nutrageous one with the right. nuts in the, in the candy bar. Uh, there's another one out there that I think we haven't done yet. There's at least there's at least three. I think there's at least three more out there we haven't done. Yeah, you've got the peanut butter, the white chocolate. Oh, we also got the, the white chocolate. Yeah, that's one of my yeah, favorites too. I think, I think we still have we got quite a few. We got quite a few. We got a couple months worth. Yeah. We got a couple months worth of Reese's. Yeah. And then maybe once we're done with that, maybe we just start over from the beginning. And, there you just go. Do and, in, and I've not told you, but in two weeks, I'll be out for two. I'm gonna be on vacation for two Wednesdays. So we'll We'll have to do one of them over the old Zoom. I don't know if I can go two full weeks without doing the podcast, man. I up to you. It's too much fun. No, I I think we'll we'll be back, but it might just be a it, it'll be we'll both be on either side of the Zoom call instead of both of us sitting in front of it. Yeah, that's all right. Throw it back. Throw it back. To a Throw it back to it. Yeah, yeah. Get it to the old school. Uh, we'll get a little pandemic ish. Yeah, sure. By the way. Is it coming back? Because like everybody's out at work. Isn't that crazy? My work. Some of my family has in, it. Do they? In yeah. Louisville, our Louisville office, there was like four people there. Uh-huh. Everybody else had it. Yeah. Nobody had severe symptoms. There's, I mean, yeah. everything's been pretty mild. Yeah. It's, you know, aches and pains has been the biggest thing that I hear there. So here comes another wave, but the waves seem to be getting a little less, uh, a little less severe. Severe. There you go. That's a beautiful word. Uh, yeah, depends on how it's used, I guess. Yeah, that is <laughs> severe true. thunderstorm. I don't know. Ooh, we just had one of those the other day. We I did. was out of power for 24 hours, bro. 24 hours from five o'clock Thursday. No, five o'clock Monday till almost six o'clock, six thirty on Tuesday. 
And every day this week here in Cincinnati, where we are, 95. it has been 95 degrees. Luckily, my basement's never got hotter than like 74 degrees. So that's nice. Chilled down here. It was darker and I'll get out, but it was fun. The kids didn't have their electronics for a full day. They were really, really good, which was surprising. They're really good because they had they get in front of those electronics, man. And my kids become mean and nasty. I take them away from them. They all of a sudden they're good kids again. Really says something. It uh, it 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 just eats away at their brains. I guess so. I when we were kids, when we, people started playing video games, you know, everybody was like, "Kids are rotting their brains with these video yep. games." It's no joke, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Oh man. Um. So, but we would play video games for an hour and then go outside for seven hours. You know, <laughs> that's the thing. Like yeah. I think about that. Like I remember when we first got Nintendo. And there would be nights like, maybe that we would spend a lot I feel of time like playing. It. Everybody came to my house and we played Super Mario Brothers. Everybody got a chance on the street. Everybody played a little bit, and and I just re- I I vividly remember somebody going, "All right, let's go back out." And like we just stopped playing and went back out. That's because that's what we did. We did that. We played whatever outside all the time. It's totally different now, dude. Totally different. There are hardly any kids out running around constantly. Yeah. You got to go back outside and hit wiffle balls at the greenhouse. Mm, man. We remember <laughs> throwing rocks at the greenhouse. Did you ever get yelled at with me when we throw rocks, rocks at the greenhouse? I don't know that I ever. I don't we used to throw did. rocks at the greenhouse and then she'd get so mad and come out and scream at us because we put a hole in her greenhouse or something. I don't know. Oh, it's, it was a, somebody's. It was, that was somebody's yard? Yeah. Well, she lived in the front. She had a house in the front, and then her back was the, all of the giant greenhouses and whatever that floral place was that she owned. But yeah, okay. So her front yard was the yard, was her house, and then back behind her was the business. I'll be honest, I can't even remember a house being there. It was just such. It felt like such a big open space with greenhouses. Yeah. In it. So it's on uh, Greenwell is where the house is pretty far up on greenwell mm-hmm. from duber but yeah it was the little orange brick house little yellow orangey brick house and then it had that huge area in between which would have i always wanted to go out there and play football or do something back there but we were um, i just always thought we were going to yell at yeah it was your version of mrs stamey i guess yep. yep yep i mean we had a gate back there so you could hit it back there and you just go get the ball but yeah still something something uh just didn't feel like we we're ever welcome yeah, probably because we threw rocks at the ground. Yeah, maybe if you didn't throw rocks, it might have been a little. They better. had a. They do you remember the really old barn that they didn't use anymore? That where all the bats lived, and the bats would come out at night. Do you remember taking tennis balls in my backyard? Yes, and throwing them in the air, and then you dive on the ground, lay flat on the ground, and the, as the tennis ball came back down to the earth, the bats would chase it and be like three inches above you. And then go back up in the air. Oh, my God. It was the freakiest thing in the world. We used to love doing that. <laughs> I remember doing that. I don't remember the bats. If the bats, I feel like if the bats got close enough to me, I would stop doing it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not playing with that. But I do remember bats being back there and yeah. throwing the ball up. They chase the ball. They yeah. scoop at They try to chase after it all the time. Their sonar out or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's and they'd fly down after it and everybody would hit the deck. Oh, man. It was so much fun. You would think because bats are maybe that's how good that sonar is, is they're blind, but they can still chase a moving object. That's how it is. It's no yeah. joke. That's how good their whatever that sense is that bats have. 
It's yeah. insane, isn't it? Yeah, it is. We had some fun on the on the old Duber Stadium days. <laughs> Duber Stadium. Yep. yep. Good old days, man. Anyway, speaking of good old days. Shut up, Bandit. Shut up, Bandit, man. Yeah, he went to go visit somebody on a farm somewhere. That dog, do you remember if that sure have you, were you ever at my house? Sure, he's still alive. Were you ever at my house when Bandit got out? He used to get out all the time. Yeah, I think so. So we would go, I'd go in the house because nobody was ever home. It was, like I was just always home by myself. <laughs> always. Like I, I don't remember a time from like second grade on where I just wasn't at home all summer long. Like nobody else was home. It was just me. My sister was at a babysitter's house, but I was at home. I remember we would take. I'd go in and I'd get lunch meat and he'd go down on Greenwell run up and I would just go down there and I just start putting lunch meat on the ground <laughs> and then he'd slowly come back and he'd eat a piece and then come back and eat a piece, come back, eat a piece. And I finally get him in the backyard. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's how we used to get him back. He was gone for a couple of days. Once somebody like a block, two blocks away had him. We put some posters up. Huh. That how much was the reward? Oh, nothing. No, it's the wits, man. We didn't have nothing to give you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll give you. An we old, got some lunch meat. Yeah, for you. I got, I got some. I got an old baseball bat you can have or something. But <laughs> we got a baseball bat and a pound of lunch meat. Yeah, for brings yep. <laughs> We had that dog could. We, I'll never. We used to have dead birds in the backyard mm-hmm. all the time. A bird would land on a fence on the fence, and he would be next to the fence and not move. And the second that bird flew away, he would jump and snatch that thing out of midair. And then just leave it on the ground. He didn't care. He just wanted to grab it. Nice. Dog was unbelievable. That's athletic, man. Dog was crazy. <clears throat> I think I remember the day you got it. I think I was at your house. You might have been. Maybe yeah. the day or the day after or something. Yeah. I remember it being this It was big. so small. Yeah. And it being like running around. And I was terrified two of dogs, eyes, yeah. even that small. But I but I was like, that was like one of the first times in my life I wasn't terrible. I wasn't like running away and trying to get away from a dog. Yeah. Cause it was this big. It was so small. Like running around with a yep. bat or something. Yep. For some reason I remember that. That little tiny dog. I don't remember much about that, but I, I, I mean, I definitely remember Bull Bandit. All right. Uh, speaking of Bandit, That's uh, great for everybody else. Yes. Hey, you that. know what? Everybody's getting a little sneak peek into the lives <laughs> of the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. Yeah. I mean, everybody had a street. Everybody that's our age lived at a time where you just played outside in the street, right? You had you either went down the street and played somewhere or you had somewhere, right? Like we had the basketball court in my backyard, so that's where everybody played basketball. You had baseball right in front of the house. Uh, there, was a, there was a wire that was just to the left of my house, so that was the home run wire. And then you had football down a little further that would go towards the the street we played street hockey back in there we used to play we used to play a game where everybody rode their bike in the circle in a circle and then you took a frisbee and you had to hit people and if you hit somebody then they were it and they had to throw the frisbee and you know if you almost hit somebody in the head oh you can't go head hunting like you're throwing i'm throwing a frisbee and i'm seven years old yeah yeah, I'm 40 and I don't know. And I was so little. Everyone was older than me on that street. Mm. Everyone was older than me. I I I still say that's one of the reasons I love playing down low and being a, trying to be a big because everybody was always bigger than me playing basketball. Yeah, I remember sitting up, we get off school, and they were all in Delhi Junior High, and I was like in fourth grade, third grade, and I just sit on my deck looking down at them, and you know they were like, "Oh God, we got to ask this little kid to play. It's his backyard." 
we should probably ask him. And I just sit up there until somebody would go, you want to play? And I'm sure they hated every second of it. I had the exact same thing. The Briggs and that's right. Yeah, that's right. They come over and play ball at your house. And it's like nine or 10 years older than me. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm. Ah, Good time. Anyway, uh, so the NBA finals is going on right now in the Golden State Warriors. So Steph Curry struggled, struggled in this game. This is the first they had a stat up that was insane, like. 200 and some games with a with consecutive games with a three, uh, like 38 consecutive, uh, or is a yeah, 30, 130 maybe consecutive playoff games. I can't remember, it was insane. Mm-hmm. The the amount of consecutive games with I think it was 38 consecutive playoff games with two threes made, and he did not hit a three in the game, and they still came out and spanked that butt. They did. I, I, I mean, they. The Celtics cut the lead down quite a few times. Um, that third quarter, the Celtics went off in the third quarter because yeah. they were down at halftime big. And and so far in the series, the third quarter belonged to the Warriors. Oh, the my, Warriors yes. had huge third quarters yeah. in the first four games. Uh, Celtics flipped the script in game five, and then um, and then the Warriors took care of business. And, and that was it was Andrew Wiggins was number one. He was that was his best game, maybe of his life. Um, in that game and then and on both ends by the way because Jason Tatum's struggling a little bit too and Wiggins is is mostly guarding him um Draymond played a little better finally um and then although he still fouled out with three minutes to go in the game but he gave but he was effective offensively and he has not been offense he has done nothing on the offensive side this entire right yeah and he he actually I think it's it was the the Tatum Brown and Marcus Smart are all shooting like I forget what it is like twenty five percent from the field and thirteen percent from three when Draymond is guarding them in the series. Um, so he's still having an impact on the game. He's he might give you two points and eight rebounds and six assists or something like that, and that doesn't look like a lot, but he's still having an impact on the game and especially the last game because he was he, he wasn't quite as effective on that end in the first couple games. So no game. I mean game six. He was no, not game six. I'm sorry, game four. I mean, he did that. He had two points or whatever, and he only had like three rebounds. But defensively, he wasn't. It didn't seem like he was. He wasn't. You know what? That's probably because he wasn't on the floor that much because he was constantly in foul trouble. Yeah. He's fouled out of was it four of the five games? I think. Yeah, three, I think so. three or four of the at, five at, games. At least three. Yeah. I mean, that's rough. That's yeah. That's not a good thing. It, it's. I mean be crazy on defense and, and, you know, talk a ton. And, you know, I, I'm still always going to be, uh, you get into the extra stuff with guys all the time. He's been doing that way more in this series. Um, I'm, Not ne- last I'm night, never though. fun. I'm, I'm never good with that. Right. But it's, it's his thing. Like he, that's what he motivates did. himself partially with that stuff and, and, and gets other teams in their own head yeah. when he does that stuff. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it backfires on, like we, like we talked about, but that's, that's how, that's kind of what he needs, I guess, to get going. He, he put, like you said, he dialed that back a little bit and played a little bit better in game five. So, um, moving forward, we, they go back to, they go back to Boston for game six, Warriors up three, two, 
do you think the Warriors close it out in Boston, or do you think they go back? No, nah, I think it goes back. This this Boston team, uh, this is the first time in the playoffs that the ball that the Celtics did not win after a loss. They have won after every single loss they've came out and won. Uh, they have not lost back to back games in the playoffs. If I'm not mistaken, I don't believe in this playoffs they've lost back to back games. Um, I don't see it happening. I don't see them losing three straight. This they are, they are too good to lose three straight. And in Boston, you can see it's different. It's different. I mean, it's same in Golden State. It's different there. Like these are two powerhouse teams, not powerhouse teams. These are two powerhouse fan bases. Mm-hmm. The Golden State lately and Boston forever. It's when you get in there and it's the playoffs, the fans are going to let you know what's going on. Steve Kerr made it very clear last time. The, the fans aren't pleasant in Boston. They were doing the, the blank you Draymond mm-hmm. uh, chant and people were, you know, the Warriors were complaining about it. And Warriors fans were complaining about it and saying, be classy. And then Boston fans are like, oh, you're a whiny baby and you're from San Francisco and you're fancy. And you're all that. Top, yeah. My, my, you know what? If I was a Boston fan, I'd be like, seriously, you're getting upset with us. You have Draymond Green on your team and you're upset with this chant. Draymond Green screams at the top of his lungs every curse word in the world 50 times a game. But it's not a chant. What did you think about this? Draymond Green uh, gets called for his, I believe it was his sixth and final foul, um, and immediately starts screaming at Steve Kerr to challenge the call. Mm. I'm talking screaming and Steve Kerr walks out like I think there was a it was a TV timeout or something like that and he's walking out on the floor and he's he shook his head and he's clapping and looking at the rest of his team telling him to come over and Draymond Green is going bananas I'm talking crazy at Steve Kerr and Steve Kerr's trying to ignore him and then finally goes gives him the little wiggle finger to say challenge it and it's Oh, it's it's upheld. So he gets his six foul, still fou- still fouls out. And it was a timeout. I feel I feel like I've seen this so many times with Draymond Green, where Steve Kerr, he almost just allows him to be this. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. It doesn't seem like the way Steve Kerr would really feel like he. I don't feel like that's really who he is. He may not. Yeah, Steve Kerr is not like that, and he may not have wanted to challenge that because he probably knew it wasn't the right challenge and we were watching before they challenged it we were watching the replay and it was like that's not going to be enough to no it may not he still been. he still had he still touched him with the, he still got him with the body even though more of that foul was probably on Steph but he still got him with the body and if you touched him they can't overturn it like they physically cannot overturn it if you touch them yeah yep it wasn't going to be overturned and yeah I mean but it's it's about the trust from your players it's about it's 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 i think it's about that for for steve kerr i think he's gonna let draymond be draymond even though sometimes it hurts them it can only it can but it's only Draymond, right like andrew wiggins goes off and starts screaming at steve kerr that angle that ain't going down right probably not because that'd be out of character but but yeah i i think he's he's i think he always has let draymond do that I think he's always let him kind of be him because he knows he's going to get the best Draymond. And then, like we said, sometimes sometimes it's going to backfire. Sometimes it's going to hurt him. Mm-hmm. And then maybe then he steps up and says, 
look, I, I know you, you use all this stuff as motivation. And when you get all, when you lose your mind, sometimes you play better. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you, you need to get worse. You know, you need to yeah. rein it in a little bit. Um, but it, it, so he's going to let him go as long as he can. Um, but it was his last foul. So he was off the floor. So he really didn't have to worry about him yeah, anymore. That's anyway. true. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I, maybe not a lot of guys can just scream out of it. Now, to your point, a lot of guys do that now. Like it, you see a lot of guys because nobody ever fouls in the NBA, right? Nobody ever, ever fouls. I'm going to tell you what, for as soft as people say about the NBA, watch this finals. Buddy, I'm talking there are people. I mean, they're throwing people around. Oh, yeah. It's insane the stuff that they let they they'll let get away with. And then all of a sudden they'll call a foul on something. And you're like, I doesn't make any sense. Like he's got his hands all the way around this guy and they don't call anything. And then there's like this phantom move and somebody falls and then it fouls called. Like, what is going on? That's why I don't like when they let games get physical. A lot of people love that stuff. I, I get the gritty part of it. I get the the fun the fun of the physicality and, and that kind of thing. And you're gonna let them figure out who is the tougher, better team that way. I also think it takes a, away a little bit from the game because one for one thing, just like that, how do you call that? How do you call a consistent game by, and let and let them go and, and let them play that much? It, there yeah. was a foul called on. Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart got into a little bit of a, a, a moment about a two-minute span the other night yeah. where he got a couple of fouls, and he and he got a little flailing. He was throwing his arm around. But Jordan Poole – is it Jordan? Jordan Poole? What's mm-hmm. Poole? Yeah. yeah. Jordan Poole was not touched. Clearly not touched, and he throws his head back. Yeah. And the play before that, Poole was on top of Marcus Smart, and Marcus Smart was trying to push him off of him and got called for a foul. And I'm like, I don't understand how that can be a foul. And then Marcus Smart turns around and doesn't even touch him. And he gets called for a second foul just like that. Uh, it, those are the things that boggle my mind. I understand how tough it is to be a referee, especially at that level, with that kind of athleticism and, and on this kind of stage. But those are the things that I don't like uh, that, that get me. Like, I, come on, we've got to figure out a way to get this better under control. And they've got two. I, I'm trying to think. Tony Brothers and Mark Davis are are two of the officials. I'm trying to think of the third guy, but I mean those guys do all of the biggest games. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. apparently because they're three of the best. Um, so I, I, they're trying to put the, their best guys out there. They're probably good officials, but the game is so, especially the NBA game, is so 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 hard to officiate. And when you're trying to let as much stuff go as you can to let them play so you can get a flow and all that kind of thing, thing um, it, it's, it just, it's too hard to, to officiate that way, I think. Yeah. I think you got to, whatever a foul is, call a foul. And a player, I always think, call the game, start it off, call the game a little tight and make the players adjust. Yeah. Make a, it's still going to be a good game. You just adjust to how the game is being called. If it's being called tight, then do be more disciplined. Do a better job of playing without fouling. Yeah, I, I just I think that's the best, most pure form of the of the game. Um, I feel like I hardly ever see it, but <laughs> I think that's the way it should be. Um, 
people might disagree. But anyway, I love I, it. I did want to say with you. good. I, I, I did want to point out that. So we're entering game six now. Warriors are up three, two before this series Uh-oh. started. You picked Warriors in seven. I picked Warriors in six. So this is it. We find out right now what's going, who's winning. That's right. Man, and you're going to have to dress up like a woman after <laughs> this and stand in front of the camera the entire time. <laughs> speaking, yeah. of, speaking of that, I'm really excited to talk about this Giannis Papas because he's got – I mean, I don't know how you felt about some of it, but in the, like the beginning when he got into that kind of stuff, I was laughing pretty hard. Yeah. Anyway, he, we'll he get loved, into He loves talking about that stuff. Um, Okay, we've got to get into the unwritten rules of sports. Okay. That's the it. Mount Rushmore of the unwritten rules of sports because, Chris, I, I think some of our most passionate discussions or debates on this podcast have been about this kind of thing. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, I, I want to, uh, so I got a feeling that we're going to be pretty similar on this. I don't know. I, this is, there's, there's, I started looking at this. There's a lot of stuff on here that I was like, oh, you know what? Those, yeah, that's true. That's, that, I, yeah, okay, yeah. And then there's some that I don't even know. Like, yeah. I was looking some of these up and I was like, I didn't know that was something that everybody does. Yeah. I, I, yeah. There were a couple like that for me too. There were a few. So I was interested in, I wrote down four that are going to be my Mount Rushmore, but I was almost more interested in the ones that I disagree with or I dislike. Okay. Or, or I wanted to at least quest, ask your opinion on because I think they're all baseball, the ones okay. I wrote down. Okay. So, um, but let's start with what we have on our Mount Rushmore. Would you like to go first? What do you, what no, are you, I want you to go first. I want to hear what you got and I want to cross reference. Okay. Um, specifically in baseball, this could probably go for just about any sport. And then you adjust. Did we do specifically baseball? No, no, no. Okay. Good. No, I'm, I'm sorry. And I meant this first one is specifically basketball. Okay. And I, so we, yeah, we said any sport. Um, so when you are, when the game's in hand, you're up. Three or four possessions, shot clocks off. Um, you dribble the ball out. You don't go try to score again, right? Mm-hmm. There are kind of nuances to some of these things, and to, probably to all of them. If a defender is playing all the way up and trying to steal the ball and playing as hard on you as they can on defense, there's there's maybe a little bit more leeway given to somebody if you go score because that guy's going as hard as he possibly can. Now, you probably don't have to score. You you probably make a move, try to escape that pressure, mm-hmm. pass the ball, keep moving the ball around, yep. and just pull the old four corners out or yeah. whatever you got to do and just whip it around. But but yeah, once the and then especially especially and there are a lot of instances you can find on YouTube very easily because I saw all these things instances even in the nba that guys who played basketball their entire lives and know this are shooting the ball up 25 points with 15 seconds left or something like that and they get the ball or they steal the ball in that case go ahead i'm uh what's his name Kyrie irving Kyrie irving just a couple years ago when he was in boston and uh What's his name? The kid from Kentucky who uh, Jamal, Murray. Jamal Murray took that three when they were up by 30 with you know, a couple seconds left in the game. And he took the ball and chucked it into the stands. He was so mad. Yeah. I agree with Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And in that case, I remember talking about that on this podcast. Yeah. And yeah. in that case, uh, Jamal Murray had 48 points. I think he wanted to get 50. And he wanted to get 50. But still, they were up by a ton. It was. Guess the- what? You got 48 points. That's, yeah. I mean, that's the one of those things like where everybody runs away from a ball so a guy can get one more rebound to get a triple double. You didn't earn that rebound. Go get a re earn your earn your stats. Do you remember years ago Ricky Davis was playing for Cleveland, I believe, and he needed a rebound. He needed a rebound, and there was hardly any time left in the game. He needed a rebound. Um, they got the ball. He got he got somebody got a defensive rebound, gave the ball to him to go up the floor and dribble dribble the clock out or whatever right because i'm pretty sure they were winning and he turns around and shoots like a like hits the bottom of the rim like he shot a shot at the at other the other basket, basket, basket so that he had yeah, so, um i do remember yeah that. so <laughs> that's that's is that considered excessive. a shot though that can't be considered mm-hmm. a shot you're shooting at the wrong basket if it goes in you have to give him the points or you have to get well no, no you give it to you your closest, closest person. player but um but it's a shot either way i mean i mean it's a shot it's just because it hits the rim, it's a shot. If somebody throws a pass and it hits the rim, that becomes a shot. Like when somebody's no. chucking a ball and it just hits the rim and bounces off and somebody grabs it. No, I, I think there's some. Um, uh, I, I, think, would, I, I wouldn't have given it to him. If I'm the official scorer, I, just, I would not have given him that rebound. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess he probably has to. But, yeah, that was, uh, that was disappointing for everybody, I think. Um, anyway, dribble the clock out. No need to to try to score again. Don't shoot the ball at the last second. Guys have done that so many times in games I've played. It shouldn't bother me. It probably bothers me less now than it did when I was younger, but I got really mad a few times at guys that did that when we were losing. Um, Because you just, just, are they like the guys who, who can just barely dunk, but they're up by 15 with like, 20 seconds left in the game and they get the ball and everybody's being ready to go shake hands and they take off running to go go up and try to dunk <laughs> at Western sports mall in an old man league or something. Yeah. That's yeah. annoying. Come yeah, on. Exactly. Um, okay. Next one in football, sort of a similar situation, <clears throat> actually a very similar situation. A couple of things on this, when the team that has the ball is up, the play clock has less time on it than three or four snaps would take. You're kneeling the ball. Yep. You're taking knees and you're letting the the, um, the play clock run out. And then, well, that's also for safety. I mean, there. I mean, that's such a violent game that that's more. I don't know that that's as much an unwritten rule as as it is a. Okay, let's well let's protect ourselves. So a couple of things is number one, an unwritten rule is you don't blow somebody up on that. The line. Oh, okay. You snap like the ball yeah, yeah. and you just kind of come up. Okay, good. That game, happened buddy. a couple of years ago too, where somebody jumped through the line to try to break up us to try to make was Tom Brady or somebody fumble, and uh, they all went absolutely bonkers. And I'm glad you said that because I think there's a little bit of a difference. I think there's a difference between hitting somebody and trying to dive at that ball and just trying to get a hand on the ball to try yeah. to make them fumble or whatever. I think there's a difference there. Um, you're probably you're going to come in contact with somebody, but you you don't like if if I'm if if you and I are going against each other I, I'm on the you're D not line. blowing him on his butt you're, yeah you're you're not chucking through somebody because he's not he doesn't have his guard up he he's you, there's a a gentleman's understanding or whatever that you that mm-hmm. you just kind of come up and everybody's uh, everybody's under the same impression um, 
So you don't blow somebody up and you obviously don't throw the ball deep. If you're doing that, you don't fake the knee. If you're mm-hmm. winning, um, people, people have done that like at the end of a half, but I think that's different end of the first half. Um, you can fake the knee and, and try to throw long, catch somebody off guard. But at the end of a game, when you're winning the games, the games in hand, you don't throw it. You don't fake, fake that and try to run up the score or whatever. And you don't blow somebody up. Number three, in, and I don't even know that I've ever heard anybody say this. Uh, I'm not sure what fighters feel about this. Um, in MMA, if you knock somebody out, you, you can, because the fight isn't over until the referee stops it. You can jump on the guy and keep hitting him until the referee stops you. If you if there's a clear knockout, you know you knock the guy out. He stiffens up, he falls, he doesn't break his fall. You knock the guy out. If you jump on on the guy and try to get a couple more hits in before the referee can get to you, I feel like that should be at least an unwritten rule. You see it all the time, though. You, you do see it a lot, and I think that the I I see I think fighters are taught it ain't over until the ref calls it. So yeah. you finish the job. If you, if there's a, even a chance, finish the job, but I'm with you on that too. Cause that's almost scary. Ben. It, like it, it kills somebody. We've seen so many videos or so many fights live where a guy's head's just bad. He's dribbling the guy's head off the, yeah. off the mat, you know, and that's, it's gruesome. It's, it's, it's nasty. You can really damage somebody yeah. permanently long-term. Um, and, and it's, and, and I, and on the other side, we've also seen guys, knock somebody out or even just hurt them badly or a guy gets hurt and he's like he like you know turtles up or whatever and and the guy goes to hit him again and he stops himself and looks at the official like you're gonna you're gonna call this yeah yeah and and that's so much more respectful i think and respectable for that fighter um when i see guys do that i feel like that should be an unwritten rule especially when there's a clear either somebody's arm snaps in half and it's just dangling or whatever and yeah and his leg breaks in half or is completely out the shin, the shin kick where your leg breaks in half, and then they try to step, then they try to come back on their leg. <laughs> Don't touch that guy when he falls. Let him go. Yes. Let him go. <laughs> he has a compound fracture in that tibia, man. Let him. Just <laughs> so gross. Let him go. Don't jump he on. He can't top defend of him. himself anymore. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> I want to see a guy do that, and he's just got like basically two knees now, and then he, yeah. and then somebody jumps on top of him, and he puts a guy in like a triangle or something with the broken. With the broken. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty gross. So gross. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. Um, I actually, even though there are a lot of instances uh, of these things, um, I struggled to get a fourth one that I really wanted to put on my Mount Rushmore. One that, like, one that you really, really like. Yeah, and I, I put one on here, and then I was thinking about it on the way over here, and I thought, I think in just about every sport, there are actually rules you can get penalized for this. But I think it's almost both. I think it's almost both a written and an unwritten rule and it's very simple and it's going to be it's very broad don't taunt just don't taunt your opponent when you get the best of somebody this is we we've talked about this a million Mm -hmm. times on this when you get the best of somebody you hit a home run you dunk on somebody 
don't stare them down. So yes, don't walk the taunting the is the rule part of it. You don't like all the stuff leading up to the taunt either, like the not leading up to, but the things that could possibly go with it without an official taunt, right? Like stepping over somebody when you hit a three and they're on the ground. Like that's not necessarily taunting. You could just say, I'm trying to get down the floor, but or most of the time you hit a ball tell. and you flip a bat, like that could be taunting, but you know, technically, yeah, okay, all right, yeah. Jose Bautista is taunting, some other guys are hitting it and then flipping the you know the joey Votto thing from a couple weeks ago when he walked in the in the pitcher for the cubs got mad because he walked because Votto because walked through his flip like flipped yeah. the bat hard over toward the dugout which he does every time he walks it, he wasn't showing he, yeah he wasn't trying to show him up he was throwing the bat you know so, so the bat boy doesn't have to come all the way over by the way speaking of that I was that should that. be one i hate that i hate Major League Baseball players that walk and stand in the stand in the batter's box and take all their entire all their gear right off there. and just sit it there as the kids walking up. That's exactly I what I was just gonna that. say. I hate that. So do I. Take the stuff over to the kid, man. Throw it over there. What the why? Why is that kid got to work so much? Make it a little bit easier on the guy. There's no reason, especially if you're in the if you're in the first base dugout and you're a, a right-handed hitter and you're he, the kid has to go as far as possible to go get your stuff. It's, it's there's so no ridiculous. reason to leave all of your stuff in the batter's box. And I've seen like strike out at the end of the inning. Right, strike out at the end of the inning. And I've seen people take their gloves off, their helmet off, everything, sit it there, and then walk in the dugout and get their glove and hat. That should never be happening because somebody should be bringing that to them, unless you're a catcher. But I'm just saying strike three. I, like, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. I know. It, it does seem crazy. Um, I'm glad you said that. I was, I, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's annoying. Um, so, yeah, that's it. I, don't taunt is my last one. Very broad, like I said, but those are my four, and I have some that I wanted to, to bring up to you. But before I do that, that I that I don't like or don't understand. Before I do that, I'd like to hear what you think. So the first, so I'll just start off because I I'm with you on the basketball running the score up or jumping you know, when their times up, times up. Don't be shooting for no reason. I'll never never forget a game Skip Prosser was coaching and James Posey. We were up by thirty at the end of a. Uh, a 10 game probably playing Rhode Island or something and uh we we're dribbling the ball out and Posey had the ball and he's just in front of half court waiting for the waiting for the time to go off there's probably 20 seconds left and at the last second he chucked up a three from like half court and made it and Skip Prosser went ballistic I I like I like that I almost felt bad for James Posey in that moment, but he learned something, right? He yeah. learned something, right? There's no reason for it. Yeah, it's fun. It doesn't mean anything, but there was no, but at the same time, there was no reason for it. And so I'm, it's classy. Be classy. Yeah. And I'm guessing whoever you were playing, say Rhode Island, stopped playing defense. Nobody was right? on anybody. Yeah. He was just standing basically like half court in the sideline, just in the corner, just kind of dribbling for 10, 15 seconds, just waiting for the clock to get done. Yeah. And then chucked it up with one second left. There was no, it wasn't a shot clock thing. No, no, no. This was just the end of the game. Yeah. The shot clock was off. Yeah. So I'm with you on that. Uh, One that I like, 
uh, that's happened a few times and some people have gotten pretty pissed off about the bunting to break up a no hitter. I know I, this, you, this you probably one, don't have an issue with this is one of the ones on my, on my list that I wanted to talk to you about. So here's my thing with it, right? If it's three, four or five to nothing, there's no reason for it. If it's one or two, I've got no problem bunting to break up a no hitter. If it's a one or two run game, because you're not just doing it to break up a no hitter. You're still in this game. Like you are in the game. You are a bunt and a bomb away from tying or winning the game. If it's, if it's one to nothing or two to nothing, I'm okay with the bunt in that case. But when it's six, seven, eight, whatever to nothing and you bunt to break up a no hitter, I'd be pissed. That's ridiculous. There's no reason for that. There's zero reason for that. I like that unwritten rule when used the proper way. If you, first of all, what would be your, your line for where you stop that? So, it, fifth inning, sixth inning, seventh inning, ninth, bottom of the two ninth, outs. two outs. So you can bunt, uh, you know. maybe not to a bottom of the ninth with no outs or one out. I would say I'm still okay with you, bunting. two okay. outs, bottom of the ninth, even one run game, seven, nothing game in the eighth inning. You're okay with bunting. No, in the, in the eighth inning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. I don't care if you go bunt in the eighth inning. There's a whole nother inning left. We could, you are not almost there yet in the eighth inning. We've seen plenty of it happen. You ain't almost last night or two nights, especially if it's a one or two run game, right? If it's seven to nothing in the eighth inning, I think I would still be a little upset if you're bunting in the eighth inning. Yeah, I think I would. Hmm. It's that one. I think you're still in that. Maybe, maybe this, maybe the, if it's a one or two run game, I'm totally fine with it. But if it's four or five runs, I think, uh, I think after the seventh inning, don't punt. Eight okay. and nine, get up there and hit. If you're up by four, five, six, seven, eighth inning, it's time to hit. You got to come out and hit the ball. So eighth inning is your line. That, I okay. think I feel like it. I might have to think that out a little while and really, really push some stuff in my head. But yeah, I think that's where I would be. But if it's one or two runs, I don't care. Like there ain't nothing. We're in this game still. This game is not over. This is not a done game. We are 100% at three, four, five runs. Get up there and hit. So it's changing now. Hold on. Wait a minute. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not changing. Well, three, three, three or four runs, I think, is different than six, seven, eight, it nine is. runs. It's also different from one or two runs. One or two runs, yeah. I'm okay with you bunting in the ninth inning. For me, three or four runs is closer to one or two than it is to five or six. Yeah, five or six. Either way, we could talk about this forever, and that's semantics. I still – there's a time and a place, right? And it's one of those – to me, you're down by – you're losing by six. Let's just say six. You're you're down by six, five even. You're down by five. Don't want to break up a no-hitter in the ninth inning. Just don't inning. do it. Uh, let's you, just leave it at the ninth inning. Let's just say that as the unwritten rule. I think we're a lot closer on this than I thought we were going to be when that started. You think I would say it'd be totally fine to do it anytime you want? 
No, I think I would be more inclined to say you're fine to do it whenever you want, and you would be more. Nah, man, it's a no hitter. You got to get up there and prove. You got to get up there and hit now. Get up there and do it. You ain't. Yeah, one or two runs, I'm okay with it because you're still in the game. I think. I think after that too, I think if you're down by three in the ninth inning and you bunt, I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed. I three though. I mean, that's a that's a three run homer. I mean, you know. Absolutely. You got to get on, you got to get on base for that three run homer to happen. I'd be so mad. If, if, if they're leaving the entire left side of the field open and I can, I can lay, lay one down. Well, now, I mean, now hold on a second here because a, a hard bunt into a shift, that's to me, that's different than laying a bunt down and trying to beat it out. If you can bunt and you can throw one into that shift, that if they don't have anyone on that side, like if you're a lefty, and there's no one on the third base side. Like you've got the third baseman up the middle. You've got, you know, the shortstop and second baseman playing on the second where second base would be. And you got the first baseman over here. Yeah. If you, I'm, I got no problem with that anytime. I'm a, that's not, that's just easy. Like you're giving it to me. Don't give me, don't, I don't know that you would see that big of a shift though. Yeah, maybe. In a no hitter, you mean like in the yeah. ninth inning? I don't know that that shift would get as big as it as it is in that case. I could be wrong. I like to talk to a major league uh, manager about that mm-hmm. and see what what they would do. Bottom of the ninth inning, uh, or yeah, yeah, bottom of the ninth. You're in Boston and Big Poppy's up. Are you putting that monster well, shift on? <laughs> yeah, because there's no chance at all he ever attempts a bunt. <laughs> okay, well then let's say this. Let's say it's uh, Griffey back in the day. Griffey used to do that all the time. Griffey used to throw that little bunt down the third base line when they overshifted him. I've seen him do it at least four times as a Red. At least four times. Gosh, at the end of his career as the Red, I saw him do it at least four times. I remember always thinking, why in the world does he never try that? But maybe right. I've seen him do it at least four times. And I've seen it happen this year. There's uh, who was it? It happened in the game we were at. It was uh, was it Kyle Farmer or somebody like that. I don't know who somebody threw one down that line. Maybe it was Joey Votto. I don't remember. Somebody threw earned his Moustakis. That's who it was. Oh. Moose threw one down the line. And apparently that's like the third time he's done it this year. Straighten up, man. I'd be doing it all the time. I, I always think, why, why are guys not trying that more often? I don't know. Or change your swing a little bit. Shorten change up your swing your, a little. Shorten up your swing like a ton and just just make some contact. Yeah. To to poke the ball to that side of the field. So that's number two for me. Okay. Number three is one of my favorites, and I do this to this day, and uh, I yell at my kids when they do this. Uh, don't step on the foul line when you run out to your position. <laughs> do not step on that white chalk. Do not step on the foul line. Okay. Jump over it, step over, do it. I do a little skip over it. I will never. I, I that gets on my last nerves. Don't step on the foul line. Can you can you explain why? I have no idea. Because that's what Sparky Anderson used superstition. to do. Superstition. Superstition. You just don't touch it. I so I I don't step on the line either if I'm on a field. But I I don't know why. I guess I just always heard that growing up too. But it's not. For me, that one, it's so silly that it doesn't. Is that more of matter. a superstition thing than an unwritten rule? Um, because my kids get in trouble for it. So to yeah. me, it's a rule. It's a rule on my team. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I would ever get get anybody in trouble for it. But, um, but, but I, at that level, when you have to, when you have to paint chalk lines on a field, yeah, I think that makes a difference too because you don't want to mess up the chalk line. Sure, and I'm sure that's a big part of it. Yeah, but that's yeah, that don't the chalk line in that what goes with that is before a game. Like I don't like taking infield on the field before a game. Like off really? to the side in foul territory, I'll hit some ground balls to the kids. We're allowed to take infield if we want. I don't you I don't feel like you should if that is a freshly manicured field, somebody just came out and drug it and put the chalk down, did all the did everything to it. I don't want you out on that field to warm up. I don't want you tossing on the field. I don't like in softball, it is I don't toss and warm up because my arm is garbage right now. But that is one thing that was really hard for me to get over because in baseball, you always go to the outfield to go toss and warm up and everything. And in softball, you're in the dugout. You just walk out there, toss those old men. You just throw on the field. I hate that. I hate that. Don't touch that field. There's no reason to get a bunch of footprints all over the place, especially as an infielder. I don't need all your little cleat marks all over this field so I can eat a ball later this inning because it hits your, I don't, I hate, don't touch the field, warm up in the outfield. You got to toss, go toss in the outfield. Wow. Huh. Okay. That's an interesting one. Yeah. So like my kids do, when we warm up, we get there an hour before the game. And if there is no game before us, we are in the outfield and we do not touch that field. Hmm. Okay. All right. Now, if the other team runs out there and takes infield, well, now I'm going out there. I go out there then. But if it's fresh and the other team's on the side, I do not take my kids out there. I'll put them on the side too. So if you're if you go out first and you stay in the outfield and they come out for for infield second and they are in the infield, are you yeah, bothered I'll take by you, that? I'm I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered by it because then I feel like okay, I'm going to go take infield. But I will never be the first one to do it ever. That'll never happen. Hmm. Okay. Now, if a guy goes, hey, you want to take infield real quick? And I'm like, nah, man, I'm good. We'll just do some stuff out here. We're, we're still warming up out here. And he goes, okay, well, I'm going to go jump and take it then. I'll be like, all right, we'll just take it when you're done. That's the conversation. That's it. I'm not mad at him because he doesn't know. I, I'm, I, but you'll never catch me doing it. That'll never happen. Hmm. Okay. All right. Um, by the way, since you mentioned this, um, we're at, I think, episode 201 now, I want to say. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, 201 episodes, man. Congratulations. Dude. Congratulations to you. Uh, maybe this maybe this podcast is now called Battery Mates or something like that because oh, okay. you and I were, uh, were a yes. battery in a yes. winning game. I like that. We, we won a game. I was the winning pitcher. You were the winning catcher uh, on Sunday. My, my retirement game, my last softball game in my life, uh, was just Sunday, and you were and two for three, or one for one for three. I was two for three. Shift to it. I was two for three, and I I wanted to chop my own head off because I lined up, I lined a, a soft liner basically back to the pitcher. You hit that ball pretty unwritten, hard. Unwritten rule. Unwritten rule. <clears throat> that's a good one. Unwritten rule. Don't softball. hit a ball. Softball. Don't hit it back up the middle. I hit so all three balls I hit were up the middle. But one was just low told, enough. To hit I had a conversation with the pitcher after your first one that that you popped up. I think you popped the first one up, didn't you? I kind of, yeah. I I sort of popped it up. Yeah, yeah. I, I walked center. out and I was like, "Hey, man, he hasn't played in like five years." So, and so when you hit it up the middle and you're apologizing and all, so somebody hit a ball up the middle 
and I moved over. I went the wrong way off the off the. So I I love fielding the middle. I want to field. I want you to hit it at me because I trust my glove more than I trust seven of the other ten <laughs> k- people in the field glove. Right? I trust my glove better. Hit it at me. And as a lefty, and I moved the wrong way off the mound, trying to play my pitch to where he was hitting, and he snuck it right up the middle. But I was playing towards first base side, and he's like, "Man, oh, I'm really sorry for coming to the middle pitch." And I, my favorite thing to say, "Ah, oh, man, you don't hit it hard enough to get past me. You don't, you don't have to worry about it." I 100% will tell somebody if they hit a line drive at me and I catch it, I always go, "Don't worry, brother, I got a glove too." Or I'll say, "Ah, you don't hit it hard enough to to have to apologize. You're okay." That's what I almost said to the pitcher when I hit him was, was like, I'm, I'm so glad I'm not a big, strong guy. I have no power at all. So that could have been, if anybody else on this team would have hit that same ball, you would have been hurt. I walked in, I, I pitched. So after that happened, I was walking out to the outfield. I was walking out to the field and uh, one of the day, one of the old guys on our team, cause we got a bunch of, it's a family team, right? So there's some older people have been there for, you know, 40 years have been playing on this team. And uh, his son played, was playing shortstop. And I was walking out and I was like, well, Adam got one off the pitcher. I said, boy, I hope they start coming up the middle now. And I was like, I hope they start coming. I might've dropped an F-bomb or something in there. Like, let's go. Like, cause I'm really do get excited. I love that. Hit it at me, man. I've got the best glove on this. To me, I have the best glove on the team. I don't, but in my head, I'm always thinking that. And hundred percent, the same guy who just hit it up the middle of me an inning before that or whatever is walking by. He, I see him walking by. I'm like, well, I just sounded like a total asshole <laughs> by saying that. Like, oh, I dare these guys to hit it at me. I think I said something like, I think I looked at him. I was like, well, I hope that makes him start hitting at me because there ain't nobody on this team. It could hurt me. Bring it on. And I said something like that. And then he walked by and I was like, well, I mean, I wasn't lying. <laughs> it's not like that team was any good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they lost to us. They looked, <laughs> they, they looked really serious when I got there. I was like, oh, man, these guys might crush us. No, nah, they're, they're the we're, we're, that We were playing for the bottom in that game. Is that right? Yeah. Because they had. We're actually in the middle right now. We're kind of in the middle of that league, but they are at the bottom of it. Because they had like, they had an inning where they had like, it seemed like three or four straight hits. The first like, inning. It was, yeah, maybe it was the first oh inning. Oh, my God. These I was like, light oh, me this, up. oh, this is one of these like really good teams that everybody just hits base hits or everybody can place the ball. And after that, it wasn't the case. It's not the case. <laughs> not the case. <laughs> but I, in, in softball, so I do tr- – I, I tr- kind of try to go up the middle. Like I always want to hit opposite field or middle in softball like, mm-hmm. and try to wait on it, which is very hard. But – it, but I, I see like the space between the second the, the second baseman and the shortstop and over the top. Space. It's the biggest hole. Right. It's the biggest hole in the field. And and, and it just it just like there's like a spotlight on it to mm-hmm. me. And that's where I want to hit it. But I want to like loop it because I I feel like when I swing, like I said, zero power. So if I just kind of like hit the ball, maybe even a little hard for me. And I can just, it'll just drop in there. I'm mm-hmm. not hitting the ball to the wall. I'm yeah. not hitting the ball over anybody's head. I'm trying to like, just drop it in there. And that's, that, that's what my, that's what my thinking was. But I have a couple of times have hit the ball back up the middle when I've played. Dude, I'm you've like, got more power than you think. Try to pull one. Just get I, up there and rip it down a third base line. And see what happens. That's I, what I, I did hit the balls. All three of the balls I hit were a little harder than I expected to. Yeah. But I, I'm still like, when I hit the, 
when I hit the guy, not quite as hard as Sully hits the ball. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no, I can't hit Three it quarters of the, the way trees, up in the trees. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, I was like, well, thank God that I have these arms, uh-huh. <laughs> um, because man, I, I don't, God, I felt so bad. And then I'm like, and you know, I, I'm, you know, stereotyping these guys in my head as, as we're, as I'm seeing them pull into the lot, walk over there, and you know, they're smoking cigarettes and they're, you know getting their you know you can smell the weed in their car and that kind of stuff uh-huh. and it's like and you know they they just have that like old kind of you know i was a thuggy guy in the 90s look yeah. kind of thing sure. and i'm like yeah. i'm like oh these guys huh so so i'm like so these are the kind of guys that are going to cause a problem with stuff like that uh-huh. they were super nice like they, they were, were they so were, nice i was a little worried about the pitcher cuz he can he thinks a lot of himself Really? Yeah, he does. I was a little worried he was going to do something, but you apologized and, and the rest of it. And then I told him that you haven't played. Five I even years. stopped running yeah. up for the, up the first baseline. When yeah. I hit him, I like hesitated. I was like, oh, God. And yeah. then I, and then it like hit off of him because I thought he was, I kind of thought he was going to catch it. He should have. He should have <laughs> caught it. it that big, that you should have caught it. Look, here's the deal. If you hit, hit it and it hits and it hits my glove and then my chest, there's no reason to apologize. That hit my glove. I should be apologizing to my team, not you apologizing to me. I apologize to my team. That's where I look at people. That's when I like to go, oh, man, you don't hit hard enough to hurt me. I'm fine. You can't. You don't hit hard enough. I want to tell you See, that. That's taunting. It is taunting. But I, you know what? I wanted to say that about myself to try come, to make come him back, not want to kill me. Hit it at me again. That's what I want to say to him. I want to go, oh, come back up, do it one more time. We'll see what happens next time. Trust me, I'll be ready this time. You ain't gonna buy me. Come on. That's when those kind of guys are gonna be like, okay, uh, give mother, it to, that's the thing though. Mother, if I want to get in their head. Most of the time, if you get some into somebody's head, especially a terrible team like that, and they're like, Oh, we're gonna hit the middle now. Usually they just pop a bunch of balls up because they don't know how to properly hit the middle to try to hurt somebody. But that's when jawing goes back and forth and people people in those situations don't always uh, not sundays at west side man everybody we all know everybody everybody's been there forever it's all it's all fun and games now if it happens three four five times you know start getting into that one two three and we used to count we used to count we were in the field first one go up the middle even if it wasn't anywhere near the pitcher just like <laughs> he reaches up and he can't catch it either way it's like one we we'd look out and be like that's one and we just scream out to everybody be no outs and we're just yelling, that's one. And the next one comes, a little dribbler by him or somebody will hit a hard ball to the left or right low. That's two. And then all of a sudden, that last one, everybody at the same time will just yell, middle's open. And then <laughs> all hell, bro. I watched the guy break somebody's arm, hit a ball and break his arm oh, and sprint to first base. And they almost killed him. I, we sat there because he was trying to hurt the guy. He, the kid, the guy hitting was on our team. And he was doing it all day, just smoke in the middle. He does it all the time, and he broke this guy's arm. And he started jawing back and forth with him while he was on first base as this guy's, like, on the ground with a broken arm. And they all went after him, and we sat in our dugout and watched it. Just like, go get him. Good luck. Uh, we've told him a million times it's the most annoying thing in the entire world. That is like – is that the number one unwritten rule of softball? Oh, yeah. Don't hit the middle. Yeah. I mean, it's there are leagues where it is a rule now. They have lines next to the pitcher, and if you hit inside those lines, you get one warning, and then the next one's an out. That's good. And the other thing the is – The problem is they're always in crappy leagues where people don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Most of the time, if you get hit up the middle, it's because you don't – they don't know what they're doing. 
It's but I mean, like I said, like, but you it's also a if you can open area. Yeah, if you can knock it, just like tap it over the or just hit it a little to the right or a little to the left. It's wide open up the middle. And that's the that's the thing. That's why I'm one of those people that doesn't exactly know what they're doing because I'm really trying to go kind of middle but kind of opposite field. Like if I can if I can send it through between first and uh, first and second, the first baseman and second baseman even better mm-hmm. but I, I used to be able to do that i used to be able to just stand up there and wait and wait and wait and just hit a nice little dank line drive over second baseman's head and in the last three years i can't do it anymore i tried Didn't yesterday on sunday? no i tried on sunday. sunday and i do it at least once a game where i try to still go to right field and i do the same thing every time i sky a pop-up up but usually they're worse players over there so i can still get on <laughs> and god love you danny finky you really went after that second one, bud, but I, he overran it and it hit him in the wrist. He was a finky. I was like, that was yeah, Doug's, I, that's Doug's little brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. like, because I saw the, I saw his name on the back of his jersey. Like, yeah. Finky. And then I saw his face. I'm like, that's, that's definitely a finky. A finky. Yeah, yep, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and then his like third at bat or something, he comes out and he looks at me. He's like, you wits cousin? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. So he's the uh, head varsity tennis coach now. At Elder. Is that right? That's right. Head varsity tennis coach at Elder. How about that? Yep. In fact, he, he was upset because he was a little worried that when the ball hit his hand, that he wouldn't be able to swing a tennis racket. Ooh. So, diving balls in when I'm hitting a match. I'll be doing that. <laughs> no, but that's the thing that I do is I pop them up. Then I'll try in between. I'll try to pull a ball, and I can still hit a ball hardest. I've had a couple home runs over the last couple of years trying to pull a ball. I one-hopped the fence the other day. It's just mm-hmm. – it's – Pull, turn and pull it, man. You, yeah. Next time you come out and play with us, just try to rip a ball down the line. Rip it down the line and see what happens. You might hit one out. Nah, never going to happen. I disagree. Never going to happen because that was my retirement game. That was my farewell was my farewell game. I've asked you to play quite a few times and got a bunch of no's. <laughs> but this time when I was with you, Adam came to watch the boys meet my son and my nephew play in a big tournament, big baseball tournament, and – uh he was standing next to me, so it, it makes it a little harder to say no. <laughs> yeah, and I legitimately didn't actually – I mean, I had some stuff I wanted to do that, that afternoon, but I truly didn't have anything I had to do, so I'm like, I really don't have a good excuse. <laughs> I was already done. It is, I, th- I was done. I just was assuming you were – I was, thought you were no, and then you were like, you really do need somebody, and all of a sudden I was like, absolutely we do. <laughs> It turned out I, I played a little bit better than I expected to, and it turned out to be really fun because the because those guys are fun and little's dad is fun and all. That. He's a he's a hoot. He's funny. <laughs> he's a hoot. Uh, so, anyways, that's that's only three. That, I'm believe. sorry. I no, totally got us no, 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 not at all, not at all. That is only three, um, and I'm with you. I I had three that I was really. I felt really good about. And then after those three, it was like, uh, you know, a lot of these are, I don't even know if I would consider them unwritten rules. Don't touch trophy, certain trophies and stuff that I was reading. And uh, there's just a bunch of, a bunch of dumb stuff, like arguing, like it's an unwritten rule to argue with the umpire. No, that's a written rule. Like you're not allowed (laughs) arguing with the umpire. Um, So if I got to go with the last one, I'm going to go with the I, that I don't like it. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I don't know how I feel. This is a, let's just say it's one of my favorite unwritten rules. And I'm not, and I feel like I go back and forth on this show about it all the time. Okay. If you get hit, then the pitcher is going to turn around and hit your next guy. Or, or if you hit the pitcher, then the pitchers are going to turn around and hit somebody. Or if your best player gets hit the next inning, you're the next best player on your team gets hit. I there's a little thing about it where I'm like, all right, you know, yeah. If you go head hunting at my guy, when your guy comes up, I'm gonna plug him in the butt. I'm gonna plug a him. Head hunting is different. I think. If I get if yeah, but I'm not gonna throw it at your guy's head, but I will put it in the soft of your back or in your butt, and it's gonna hurt. Mm-hmm. Or on your shoulder or whatever. Or maybe not your shoulder, but you know, your your bicep. I, I there's there's a little something about that that I'm kind of into, but the throwing it head stuff gets on my last nerves. That's it's way too dangerous. It's too dangerous. There's no scenario you could ever possibly have to make it okay, even if it's retaliation, because never throw it to my set. Never. No, never. It's dangerous. I throwing up and in is one thing, but don't throw it to my set. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you. Yeah, that's a good one, actually. That is a good one. Don't don't throw it anybody's head. That's, so there you go. Yeah. Um, a couple that I so you already addressed the don't bunt during a no hitter. So we talked about that one. Um, another one, don't rub the spot that you just got hit. If you get hit by a pitch. Oh, yeah, don't rub it. Don't, don't rub, rub it. it. Don't I mean, rub it. spray some Windex I, on it. I feel like people have joked about that, but that's a legit. Like there was the list that I saw on YouTube, and they said that, and I. I actually don't don't ever ever remember unless somebody gets hit and it's a serious thing and then they're like holding it you know writhing around on the ground or something like it's that. It's a that's a that is a uh if you show that you're hurt then you're less of a man than them or something it shows stupid. weakness shows weakness. That yeah. to me if that's the case stupid. the dumbest thing yeah. ever I think I, it's so stupid. I always yell. Everybody I goes still, by it. I still yell, don't rub it, don't rub it when one of the kids get hurt, but get hit. But it's, I don't know why, just because you, that's what you say. That or I always say, somebody spray some Windex on it for him. Or I say, so I try to be funny about it to make somebody laugh, but the don't rub it thing makes no sense to me. Thank you. Don't swing at the first pitch after a pitcher gives up back-to-back home runs. You ever heard of that one? Don't swing at the first pitch. I've never heard that before. This was on this was on a list, and I'm like, if he gives up what? back-to-back home runs or he's really struggling, don't swing at the first pitch. So like it's almost like you're showing him or you're like you don't have respect for his for what he can bring. Like you're just going up there swinging because he's having because he's struggling so bad. That that's that's absurd to me. I mean, if a guy's just walked, if a guy walks somebody on four pitches, you shouldn't swing. I'm not swinging pitch. at the first sure. pitch. Guy can't find a strike zone. I don't understand. Is this because the guy's having a bad day and you and you you want to make him feel better, or is this because he's having a bad day and you're trying to take advantage? I don't understand that rule. I've never heard that before. I saw it. I was like, I hope nobody abides by that. I hope that's not a real thing. Because I've never heard it. I'm I, the Reds. I don't know. I don't. I've never heard that rule in my entire <laughs> okay. life. Okay. I don't know what that maybe is. Maybe nobody thinks about that. But it was on this list. It was like a an 18 minute video of all the of like 20 the top 20 baseball. Unwritten, baseball unwritten. See, they just ran out of stuff. Though. Maybe they, 
I did it again. Oh, there, there it is. I always think it's something on my. What happened to my head? No, it's and and the crazy thing is, is on. Everybody's gonna hear us fine. Yeah, yeah. It's just we, the we speaker just, goes out in our headphones for a second. We're like, what? Hey, oh. So we apologize. Okay. Um, give me another one. That was it. Oh, that was the only that's, two. That's it. Yeah, okay. I had, I had three, but you yours was one of your you know. Oh, okay, one okay, of them okay. was yours. Okay. Um, I just there are some things that people like this the the conference trophy or this crown something trophy like you got a trophy why are you not touching a trophy I don't understand the not touching of the trophy thing yeah I, and I didn't read any read up about it I just saw it in a couple different places I kind of understand it but it, it's it's also more superstition probably how than does anything. the trophy get from place to place if you can't touch it well i think it's a, if you're a player like if you're a player you shouldn't touch a trophy that you haven't earned you know what i mean oh, like well, no. like the stanley cup you should never touch it if you haven't won it you know what i mean oh I, so I, that's I, how it was all about if you haven't won it yet like that's what i that's what i thought that that meant i could be wrong but that's what how i took it huh. i mean whew. the nba takes like takes videos and stuff like that of the guys holding the trophy and it's like part of For the promos, finals right. promos. Yeah. 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 That's true. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know that it's a thing in the NBA. I think that's more like a hockey thing. And, and I got gotcha. something like that. Okay. And, and speaking of that, I mean, that's a perfect transition into what I wanted to get into next. Chris Stanley cup finals, Colorado yeah. avalanche versus the Tampa Bay lightning. Who do you have the color? Didn't the avalanche already win? Oh, did, I thought game one was tonight. I have no idea. Oh, <laughs> I think game one's right now. I'm pretty sure. Is it? Yeah. Uh, I've got the Avalanche just because that's the only team that I actually heard come out of your mouth. Who are they playing? Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa, yeah, sure. I'll take I'll take the Avalanche. Who you take? Yeah, I mean Avalanche certainly. Um, you Although know. Lightning did just put my house out of commission for <laughs> 24 hours and <laughs> terrible, so pretty powerful. Yeah. So I'm still going with an Avalanche. Uh, I'm going with the Avalanche because Ned Nedvedov and between he and um, Romshinsky, you know, the two of them, I, I just don't think Tampa Bay has a, has a Borbonski is, you don't think he can, he can handle it. He's no, I, I mean, he's good, but I don't think he matches up well with those two other guys. And I, I just don't think, and also if Selinski can stay on the ice without getting himself into trouble, and can and can and and can uh, um, can can get in front of the goalie and make the blocks and do the things that he needs to do. Then I think the Selinsky thing is the one is the key. I think he's the key to this entire thing. I think so too. And I think um, Colorado's goalie uh, his his true save percentage is uh, among the best that he's got. It's there's no doubt. Colorado's goalie's got to step up. If he, st if he plays the way he can play, then I think that they can win. But then again, you know, on the other side, the lightning, you know, their defense is, is, is just as good. If you look at the numbers and I really, and it's going to come down to the goalie who, whichever goalie stands on his head is going to be the one that wins us. Yeah. Uh, look, if you're, if you're talking advanced metrics, especially, Oh yeah. I mean, advantage Colorado, if you're talking kind of kind of more the traditional stats, yeah. it looks on paper like Tampa Bay is the better team. But, you know, you're talking about in Tampa Bay, you have Hulk Hogan, all right? Mm -hmm. He lives in Tampa Bay. Um, but at the same time, when I hear Florida, I think 
no Florida team should ever be good at hockey. I agree with that. And then yeah, in Colorado, Colorado, yeah, you it, should you be should. playing hockey. There's snow there all the time. Yeah, ice, snow, and, and ice and snow are cousins. And you know, it's kind of like the thing. You know, like when the Heat are in a are in a play or in the playoffs or 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 the Miami Dolphins, and you got a team going there. There's nightlife and all that stuff sure. like that. Now Tampa Bay is a little different. There's not the nightlife ain't quite there. However, Colorado. The Chiba is is free and clear up there. You can you can smoke it if you got it. I can see a little bit of the party time going down. Maybe somebody sleeps in, misses the game. A little nightlife in both situations now. Yeah, yeah. with the with the legalization. Yeah. Um it's it's gonna come down to and it's gonna come down to coaching too. Can we be honest? Really? Like, can we just be honest? Yeah. The, the the key stat that we need to look at is icing. Yeah. The team with the least amount of icing penalties is gonna win this thing. Sure. And you have, you know, the three, the three guys on Tampa Bay that are, that are famously constantly in the penalty box. I mean, they're shorthanded all the time. Yep. And I feel sort of the power play goals, man. That's what it's all about. Power play goals. They've got like three Draymond greens. They're always, always, they're always getting themselves thrown into the penalty box for doing things. They're not supposed to be doing extracurricular stuff. Um, And then, you know, you have, uh, what's his name that took his skate off and tried to stab the guy? That was ruthless. That was, that was ruthless. That was. I couldn't even believe I saw what I saw. And he's he's playing in the in the series. How's he they in jail? Video yeah. of him on the sideline, skate off, sharpening the end of his stick with one of those little sandstone things that you should using. You, he was using his. He was using his skate oh, to sharpen his sharpen stick. His stick. I got you. Yeah. That's right. He was like whittling it. Yeah. He was whittling. He was whittling his spear into a spear. Yeah. And the edge of it into a blade. <laughs> That's I, I I've never seen anything like that. In it was the craziest All the hockey moment I've of watched my life. In my life. The craziest moment of my life. So Colorado in how many games? Uh two. <laughs> two games. <laughs> you got in two games. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Colorado in. I think I'm gonna go Colorado in five. <laughs> <laughs> and I could be wrong. I mean, you might be. If you're, if you're right, that's gonna be something. <laughs> Can we name this podcast Colorado and Two? Colorado and Two. That's, that's the title of this episode. One hundred percent. Colorado and Two. As a matter of fact. Matter of fact. So that I don't forget. Write it down. Let's write it down. Oh my god. Two. <laughs> Got it. All right. Let's go, let's go on to Giannis Papas. Giannis Papas. Speaking of uh, foreign people, he's not foreign. I was going to say he's Greek. I thought he would be, but he's definitely not. He's from New York, and he's definitely a New York guy because he does the New York accent incredibly well. Yes, he does. He does, and he he can do. I feel like he can do dumb guys very easily, but I think he's also a very smart guy, and he does. Uh, he, he I'm has sure a, he is. Yeah. He has uh, uh, his own podcast called Long Days right now. He did a podcast, I think we mentioned this a couple weeks ago, um, with Chris Stefano for a long time mm-hmm. called History Hyenas. Um, and it was, it, it was <laughs> he comes across very, very intelligent sometimes if, if you watch those things. But he, he does both well, I think. Yeah. Like he, he shows yeah. both well. He's, his, the way he holds the microphone in this like loosey goosey little way. And he like curls his hand around. Sometimes he, I could totally see him and Chris Stefano getting along. Yeah. yeah, yeah. These they, two, they, cra- they, I feel like I could hang out with these two in a room and laugh for hours. 
he 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 does like the Stefano kind of like jokes about being gay yeah. and does you know yeah. like acts gay My favorite thing. or whatever um shout out uh pride month right hey so yeah oh, that was another one. Oh, what kids so are you starting this or am i starting this because that was one of my you, favorite jokes you, <laughs> he was cracking me up with when he said if my daughter uh, i don't know when you having the gender reveal i don't know oh whenever uh i don't know i was thinking, thinking of three or four what do you think, you think that sounds like we'll a good time decide. we'll let her decide she wants to dick him <laughs> starts talking about what he's gonna give her like i want to you know i'm not gonna let her do it by herself she's gonna transition i'm you know i'm gonna transition with her <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was laughing oh i want to be called them them hey okay whatever you call them hey me and this me and my buddy rick are going somewhere hey we gotta wait for them oh we're gonna have enough room in the car Yep, we'll probably have extra seats because it's just me, you, and one other person. <laughs> that was uh, that was good. I was having fun with that. He did a really good job with that stuff. And if you uh, have have the, if you are whatever LGBTQT, the rest of it plus, uh, come on, you got to laugh at yourself sometimes, right? Some of this stuff's pretty. Some of this, I mean, come on, you got to be able to laugh at yourself a little bit. Sure, it's pretty yeah. good. It, it, these are all jokes. He's They're not, all jokes. None of it's for real. That was good. Uh, I was laughing hard at the the when talking about getting married mm-hmm. and and all the stuff that the the bride is how the bride is and she's out of her mind and how you should act. And then he said he started talking about uh, how the bride's dress is fifty sizes too big or something. I would just like to go to a tailor one time and just be like, yeah, I need pants. I actually I need a fifty sizes bigger than that. <laughs> so I got my boys that. Onto the back of it. I was like, I like that. That was good. Uh no, I dude, I'm gonna tell you this guy, he even dropped a Cincinnati in there talking about when he uh uh was in Mexico. There were some good jokes about him being in Mexico. Uh he said he said, as soon as you put that all-inclusive wristband on, you feel a little dictator coming up coming out of you. Hello, I want 17 jalapeno poppers, not one more or one less. I cannot do a German accent, by the way. <clears throat> Just found that out. Right. Yeah, that's all right. I'm gonna let's I'm gonna go with a four. I know I just turned around to look at the time too. Uh four point. I'm gonna go with a four point two. I really wow. thought this dude was good. Nice. I la- I I was laughing the whole time. I I've never stopped laughing. I don't think there was a joke he told. Where I didn't at least smirk, much less I la- much less laugh. Okay, nice. Um, yeah, I, I wrote a few of the jokes down. A lot of his jokes were pretty good. Um, I didn't laugh hard really at anything except I think the fu- the 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 thing I laughed the hardest at. He was talking about like a, like a dad career day or something at his daughter's school. <laughs> the fireman, the firefighter, and then and then, he, and then he's like, and then you got guys. They come in. Hey, I'm Don. I invented uh, Don, Don coin. coin. He's like, yeah. Back in my day, it was like, hey, yo, this is Joe Terry. You know, I'm a firefighter, and I put the water on the fire. That's what I do. I put the water on the fire. Because nowadays, I can just see it. When I go to career day for my daughter, it's gonna be, hey, I'm Don. I created Don Coin. I really like you guys to invest in it. Yeah, um, Don Coin made me laugh. Uh, he did, he did a lot. I mean, he does a lot of political and social stuff. You know, he, he just, he does all that stuff, but he, there wasn't that much of it. It wasn't, that wasn't too bad. In this yeah. <laughs> he, uh, but he's, I take that back. I guess the whole beginning was about trans and giving your daughter a, yeah what she wants. And he talks about that stuff all the time, but he, he talked about, uh, like right wing airline versus oh, left wing yeah. airline. 
Um, there was some, there was some funny stuff in there. Uh, but, uh, that's, what was I, I had, I had a thought, I had a thought that I just lost anyway. Um, he, he was, he was good. And I, I've seen enough Giannis Papas that I know he's funny. This, I, I felt a 3.3 on this. It was, it was good. 3.3. Wow. Not 3.3. very high at all. I mean, it was, do I need to go over this fine. and re-rate this again? No, no. If I thought like, he was funny. I thought he was really good. I thought, I thought he was, I liked the dude a lot. Yeah. I, I like him. I but like isn't him like a three just average for you? It's a uh, three is average. A, it's just above average. Two and a half is average for me. Three is average for you. Three, so you're three just is a hair three, above average. Two and a half is average for me. Three is average for you. Oh, because you go one to five. I go. Oh, okay. So that's a little better for you then. All right. No, I like. It. I I I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. I like Giannis Papas a lot. Uh, it was my, it was called title was mom love. It's I've never YouTube. seen this dude. Check so I've never, I've never seen it before. It was really good though. Definitely check it out. Yep. Yep. All right. That is, I think everything that we wanted to talk about, especially hockey. And it was, so now we have to choose a comedy special and a Mount Rushmore for next week. If you've hung in there long enough here, we thank you. Absolutely. Um, I have a couple of ideas for Mount Rushmore's for next week. Peaky Blinders new season just came out. A friend of mine tweeted something about that. I can't believe have it's over or something. Is this, is ever, it's supposed to be. So this is the last season, but they are going to do a movie too. They're going to put a movie into. Have you ever seen Peaky Blinders? Never have. You like gangster stuff at all? I'm Not a really. huge gangster. I love like that mafia gangster kind of stuff. I love that. This is such a great. I never oh saw gosh. The Godfather. Never saw. Oh, we had this conversation. Yeah. All right. All right. So anyway, Eric Agnew gave me a hard time about that. Shout out, Eric. There you go. I like that. Eric. Eric gave you. Did he? I didn't even notice. What was it on? Yeah. Yeah. No. In person. Or he just hit you up and tell you, dude, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. At our at our basketball league, he's like, you've never seen The Godfather. <laughs> I know. What's wrong with Come you? Come on, man. Like, yeah, I know. I'm. I'm Is a, he I'm play? A, does he? Does he play for you? He plays. He no. He plays. First of all, he runs the league. Oh, he runs, and it, he okay. also plays in the league. Yes, but on a different team. On a different team. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was real good buddies with. Uh, well, he should be. He's real good buddies with that flight guy. That. that oh no! Guy. Different guy. Different guy. Oh, sorry. Oh, sounds sorry. Like, we, like we got our comedy special. <laughs> this is gonna be a little different. This is a little different. I. You probably already saw this. This is gonna be kind of cool. So, this is gonna be hard to do. Okay. Because. I'm going to do a comedy special and it's uh, Bill Burr presents friends who kill. So Michelle Wolf is on here. Um, I didn't see everybody. Who, I didn't. I, honestly, I didn't see everybody. Oh, here we go. Uh, Michelle Wolf, Bill Burr, Jimmy Carr's on here. Apparently Ah, get out of there. Where's uh, there's a bunch of people on here. David tell. I don't know. Some of Jeff Ross. I mean, there's a lot of people that it shows being on here. I don't know how many of them actually go out on stage and perform. Uh, the The preview has Michelle Wolf. So, and I know that Bill Burr's out there for a second. So this should be really good. I don't know how we're going to rate this because each comedian could be really, some comedian could be good and another one could be bad. But I almost love the little like 15 minutes, right? You're like, all right, 15 minutes, boom. I feel like they're putting the best of the best out there. And I feel like this should be phenomenal. This is perfect uh, for this week because 
next week, no, this weekend, I am going to Dayton, Ohio for the Burt Kreischer uh, fully loaded comedy festival. There's like a ton of people there for that, isn't there? There's Burt Kreischer. There's Big J Oferson. There are a bunch of people that are on this tour, but like some of them are coming to some of the cities. So you don't know who's necessarily who's going to be yeah, there. Yeah, I, I know Big J is going to be there because he already announced it. Um, and Bert obviously is going to be there. Uh, there are I know Mark Norman is on some of them. He's not going to be at this one. Um, That's too bad. Yeah, there's there's uh, there, but. Every name I've hey, seen. When I think of Mark Norman, that's all I think of. I've only seen one or two people ever do a Mark Norman um, <clears throat> impression. Um, Andrew Andrew Santino does, does one <laughs> at a time. It's pretty funny. Um, anyway, so that's kind of the same thing. I think there's going to be – they're all headliners. They're all yes. pretty big names. Yeah. And they might all do 15, 20 minutes or something like oh, that. Oh, man, that's going to be good. I'm, I'm very excited. So – that's what we're gonna do. The yeah. Bill, the Bill, Bill Burr. Burr. Yep. What, Bill what did Burr I say it was called? Bill Bill Burr. Friends who kill or something. Bill Burr. Pre- yeah, that's exactly it. Presents friends who kill. I saw this and I was like, should I just go ahead and watch this now? Because it doesn't seem like something Chris is gonna want to. Because it's like you know, it's like different than what what we. How crazy do. is this? Because apparently Pete Davidson just came out with the same kind of thing. It's Pete Davidson presents the best friends. So he's got one of these with a bunch of different people on it too, and they're boys because they were in the, that movie Staten Island. Um, yeah, about Staten King Island. of Staten Island King or something like King that. Staten yep. Um, all right, that's good. That's good. Chris Mount Rushmore for next week. Tell me if we've if we've already done this. I hope <laughs> Amy not. Schumer presents. Amy Schumer has one too. Oh. They're just oh, a whole okay. bunch of parental advisory. This has got uh, uh, Ron Funches on it. Did that one just come out? Yeah. All yeah, three yeah. of them just came out. Okay. So it's a whole... Th- yeah, because the Netflix is a joke. They're doing a... Oh, okay. 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 I think that... But that's good. I like it. So all everybody on the Bill Burr one... How long does it say how long it is? It's an hour. An hour and okay. 10 minutes or something. An hour and hour and hour and 13 minutes. So whoever whoever's there, it might be three people. It might be 15 people. But it's an hour and 13 minutes, which is about the same as any other special. Yeah. All right. Good. We're going to do that. Um, tell me if we've done this before. Late night talk shows. No, I don't think we have. I like that, though. That's good. Let's do the Mount Rushmore of late night talk shows. All right. It looks like Adam Sandler's got a new one out, too. Not special, but a new movie out. Oh, Hustle. Oh, yeah. have you seen yeah. it? Oh, yeah. How oh, old yeah. is this? I've never seen this. Oh, it's, it came out last week. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Bobon's in it. It's they're, they're everybody in the NBA, isn't it? <laughs> there's yeah. so right. many. He's I a, mean, yes, I'm co- coaching <laughs> staff, like assistant coaches from the NBA. I mean, there are so many people from the NBA in this thing. Um, Adam Sandler and LeBron. Jay James. Wright is in it for yeah. a second. I mean, um, there, this so is many, cool. Oh my god, I got so much to watch. Yeah, there's a lot of new man. There's a ton stuff. of new stuff out. Yeah. Yep. Norm, how did Norm McDonald come out with something? Yeah, he recorded it right before he died. Really? Yeah, I can't wait to watch that one. That's too. insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a it was a Zoom show, so there's no audience. So it's it's really weird. I haven't seen it yet because I was gonna kind of wait to see if we did it here. But yes. Wow, this is insane. But Norm wanted to record the comedy special that he had worked on so hard to prepare. 
He performed it alone in his living room. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is insane. And he, all right, well, there you go. <laughs> we got a lot of stuff going on here, brother. All right, we're doing Bill Burr Presents. Um, there you go. Next week, the finals could be over very well. We'll they probably, will be over. They will be over by the time we come on. Yeah. So we'll talk about the finals, uh, which means that it's all baseball f- until football season. So, yeah. So are you out like next week? Are we on or are we? Um, we leave. No, I don't leave until like the 29th. Okay. Or the 28th. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll be here next week. Okay. Right. Next week. Yeah. Yeah. Next week's good. All next week I'll be here. I'm not leaving until Tuesday, uh, the, the Tuesday after that. So okay. we will definitely be here to talk about the NBA Finals and may not do the first Wednesday, but the second Wednesday we're, we're definitely doing it. Okay. We'll see how that goes. I'm ready. Ready to go. I mean, I'll, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be at the beach or at, on the balcony of the hotel, just kind of chilling out. Hanging with your people. It's my favorite thing like, to do. I love it. I'd, I'd be like, yo, you gotta y'all, I got to break away, man. I got to do my thing. Okay. It's time to go. Right. Done that a few times. I think I joined the podcast that I wasn't a part of at one point. <laughs> you did. That's right. Yeah. I think I did one by myself, which was a huge mistake. That was a tough one. And then Joey was at your house, the one that I joined did. in on. Yeah. He did fill in one You time, did yeah. do a podcast on your own. That's never gonna. That's never gonna happen on this one for sure. I think that we there was one you're you were gone and you were like you tried to do it on your own. I was like, there's zero chance. I'm that's no, not happening. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I feel like you you could be good at that. I cannot I, just I, sit and talk to myself. I need reaction. I have to react off something. I can't tell a joke that nobody's here to listen to. <laughs> hey, what do you think about Colorado? I got Colorado. What do you think about those? I got Colorado too, and there's nobody to laugh at. It. You know what I mean? That's no fun for. God, that is the best prediction I've ever heard. All right. On that note, until next week, don't forget to turn your headlights on. Ding, 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 ding.